What up, motherfuckers? I got uh, my guy Brandon with me. He's my chiropractor, doctor in the building. What is going on? Oh, not much, man. Just hanging loose. Can you hear me okay on, over there on that? Oh, yeah, I can hear perfect. All right, just hanging loose, man. And uh, thanks for inviting me on your podcast. Uh, yeah, I've been running my own podcast for several years, but this is the first time I've ever been a guest on a podcast. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've been wanting to be a guest on somebody else's podcast. <laughs> well, you'll be coming on mine. Yeah, so. definitely. Dude, that'd be fun. It's weird being on the other side of the mic. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, like... Uh, I get a lot of people coming in, so like hosting, and then like we were just talking about different energies. So you have is. different energies yeah. with different people. So and like you don't know what to say or how to approach certain things. Yeah. Like like okay, cannabis is going legal. So um, with the cannabis thing, like how do you approach somebody? Yeah. In this now, okay, California it's way different. You yeah. know, you could just roll up a joint or eat. I have a lot of marijuana shirts. Yeah. Like I have a lot of shirts that have It's accepted. It, I think even here in this small town, I think it's accepted now. It's, I mean, I hear people coming in and in my office even and, and friends that are in their 60s, 70s even talking about the legalization that they may even have a couple plants here. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're, we're there finally and I'm glad Virginia did it before anybody else. It's how they get more money. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. Well, Virginia's going to make a lot of money with it. They are. Yeah, yeah for sure. Make good money. For sure. I mean, they're already yeah. But I think it's gonna be a really good thing. Uh, speaking of, check this out. So I went and there's this guy, I can't remember his name. Uh, he opened up the grocery store right on Main Street. In Abingdon? No, or in Bristol? Bristol. Okay. Uh, uh, on State Street. On State Street down there. Right? It's okay. uh, on 6th Street. Okay. 32 6th Street is the actual address. Okay. So, um, and he, he seemed like, and this is. This threw me off because I'm from California. Yep. There's so many racial people out here that, you know, uh, fuck racism, by the way, but... And there, Are you talking about there's some race, racist no, people yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Most I definitely. was reading this article, and, like, the first thing he said was, like, um, he was like, yeah, uh, I just want to help people who don't know. You know, he helps with the tent setup. Yep. He helps with the, with the medium and this and that. And, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to bash or anything, so... Um, he was like, yeah, I'm just trying to uh, set up people and da da da. And then the next thing he says is, you know, because black people and we've been adversely affected by the marijuana prohibition, and you know, uh, four people, uh, four people get arrested for marijuana, three of them are black, you know, and it's like is this whole, guy black that you're talking about? You know, I thought that he was. Okay. So I was like, dude, I'm gonna go down here and I want to talk to this guy. Okay. And, you know, all right. So, um, so I went down there, and this was yesterday. I went down there. And, um, Are you talking about the answer? Is that the answer? The answer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I went in there, and uh, dude's like white as shit, right? Yes. And um, like I'm not trying to, you know, but the first thing I start talking to him, and I start talking to him about grow tents and this and that, and like his knowledge is fucking shit. Like, dude, at least watch one YouTube channel. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Watch Mister Grow It or Mister Canucks one time. And you'll have more knowledge than what he had. So your experience, you knew, you, know you knew from your experience that his experience, experience wasn't there. It wasn't there. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not a professional, but I know enough to where people can ask me a question. Feel you. Not, if I don't know it, I know who I can get it from. But I'm not going to feed you bullshit. Yeah. So I was asking him a question on this, and I asked him a question. You know, I was asking about the full spectrum lighting, about the regular lighting, and uh, mainly because Tim just asked me that question. My co-host. Okay. And. I was telling them about it and this and that. Well, I was like, you know what? I want to get a professional's opinion on it. So I'm like, well, what do you think? And he's like, oh, no, you changed the light system from 18 hours and 6 hours, and then you just do 12 and 12 for autoflowers. And I was like, that, no, that's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking what the, 
what the purpose of a full spectrum is in opposed to a regular life. So you didn't know how to answer your question, yeah, so he, he, was like, he well, went yeah, on something else. You, it just depends on if you want to auto flower or not. And I'm like, it really doesn't, that's not what it depends on. But anyways, and then he like diverts the question and the first thing he says is, well, how do you, th what about them blacks, huh? Oh my and like, God. And like he fucking threw me off and Tim like looked at me and I was like, what? He was like, yeah, um, you know, it's getting legalized because of them and you know, you know, they're because adversely of them. affected. Yeah, and like, <laughs> like, like, I wow. know, like, I thought he meant, like, I you know he meant well, but I was yeah. like, dude, you're racist as fuck by the way that you're talking. That came off as you know, very racist, I told him, yeah. I was like, you know, I'm Puerto Rican. I should, and you know, I've been arrested for marijuana before. Most definitely. I should have the first on the list, right? He said, yo, you get the first on the list. Yeah, 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 <laughs> And like his whole like attitude and everything changed. I'm like, damn, dude, I like. I would have backpedaled out of that store so fast. Yeah, like. right? So like all the stuff that I was like stacking up on his shelf ready to buy. I, had to buy, I still had to buy like two things though, because I didn't know things well. <laughs> does, he sell stuff to, does he sell stuff to grow in there? Yes. He sells oh, I didn't know that. Okay. That to grow. Really? Yes. Way Lights, tents, okay, for sure. He's trying to make a, trying to make money off of it. Which I respect. For I sure. respect. No, that's totally cool. Um, it's just, somebody didn't know any better. But but back to what I was saying with the different energies. Um, when you run across these different energies, yes. you don't know what to say to people or how they're going to take it. Because like me and him, I know that his intentions were probably really good. Yeah. And we could have had a long-lasting friendship. Yeah. And you know we swapped numbers and whatnot, and I got his information, and we, you know we talked about different things that were going on in the community. But. Um, from those little things, I'm gonna take those and and think about those. So when you're around different energies and you're trying to be yourself, yes, you can only do it to, to a certain extent. Because if because and I'm not saying like be scared of yourself or yourself or anything and don't be who you are. What I'm saying is unnecessary words are very important. Right now, this is a podcast. Well said. Well said, dude. A whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. We we like to give a lot of game. Sometimes the best time to do is just let the other person talk. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, it's, and I've learned through life, and I still have to learn now, like, just to listen. Yeah. You know, I don't always have to be the one talking. Like, I, I like just to listen to people because I, I used to have a real bad tendency to cut people off and try to talk over them. I'm the worst. I just, I just let them talk. Yeah. If you listen to, like, my first four podcasts, <laughs> Tim, Tim will be like... <laughs> Because someone will say something. You're an energetic right? hey, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen, listen. Stop, stop what you're saying. Listen, I got to tell you this part. I, oh, my God, I'm telling you a story about this. You know, and, like, I would do that, and I continuously do that. And, and I was like, Well, see, I like, I like your energy, though. I, I really... You gotta I have good energy. Yeah, I gel with your energy. Like, yeah. I really like it. It's uh, it's all over the place at times, but I follow people that are all over the place. Nice. I like it. Uh, question. Yeah. Okay, so yep. uh, a lot of opportunities going to be going over the place now, right? Now, I know that opioids and as a doctor... When you're talking to, okay, with the VA, a lot of VA patients get opioids. Roxy's and Opanos and shit like that. Th that's almost done. The, that's almost done, though. You, you, I've seen I've seen through the last five years of treating vets, which are, I have to give a shout out to my vet patients, man, uh, the, fr from the VA, yeah. uh, veterans. Um, man, they, not only do they serve our country, they're my favorite patients. They, uh, they've always got an interesting story. Yes. They are very colorful people. They have the craziest backgrounds, typically. Yeah. But going back five years to now, a lot of my patients were hooked on opioids. Hooked, hooked on them. Yes. I mean, I'm talking thirty-year addictions. I'm not yes. talking. I'm not talking five, That's four, three. To, you know, yeah. not a short amount of time. I'm talking about like your liver's eaten up by taking prescription medications. And then I saw it. It's been about four years ago that the VA started to take away the opioids. 
I thought it was a little too fast on some of the people because you can't just cut people off no. all of a sudden that have been hooked on 120 uh, Percocet 10s or Vicodins for the last 30 years of their life. You can't just cut them, and they did. The VA just cut them off abruptly. They, I think they took it down from like 120 to, to like 80 within a matter of like a year. See, I don't know. Um, I, I, uh, I think in 2011 or 12, I said 2012, they were prescribing me um, Roxy 30s. Yeah. And they were giving me 90 of them. And then they were giving me like 45. Oh, my God. Well, I had to, you know, have them in my system. Yes, because so they, they will test you. Yes. I, I took one of each, right? Because I haven't been taking them. <laughs> yeah. So I never took them. So I drank them with the top hand, right? And I, I took both of them with the top hand. Yeah. I was in the fucking bathroom all night throwing up, throwing up, throwing up. It was the worst fucking thing. The next morning, uh, I went in and they were like, I was supposed to do a pill count and everything. And I was like, look, and you know, you know, my doctors know that I'm the worst with medication, period. Like, they got me like six different medications and they'll call me in like three months and be like, hey, you haven't refilled once. And I'll be like, dude, honestly, I haven't even took the first one. Yeah. You know, and that's just, it is just what it is. I don't believe in them. Yeah. But uh, after time, I'll talk and they'll be like, look, Take one, tell me how you feel, you be straight. And I'm like, all right, yeah, all right. And they'll give them to me, and then I'm like, I second guess myself, second guess myself. <laughs> You know, <laughs> have you know, have you noticed that? I mean, you you served. I mean, have you noticed that they make veterans guinea pigs for a lot of things? A lot of things, dude. <laughs> there's like some of these medications, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? They're like, bro, you gotta try it. I'm like, dude, you I mean, call me, bro. I'm not is, taking it. Is it like a clinical trial type of thing? <laughs> I know, you know, um, I know that like what you were saying in the past five years, a lot of things have changed. It's been like in the last five years. So yeah. I will say this: like five years ago, at least, you know, more like eight, nine years ago, when yeah. I was really dealing with them. Um, they were like fucking welfare centers. Like you walk in, you know they're treating you like shit. You know, and a lot of the different places were like this. So a lot of, you get discouraged. You know, and like that was one of the things, I was, my mother's in the military, and you know, um, I was going through a PTSD class thing, and the lady in there fucking was saying some shit, and I was like, look, I'm not vibing with this, I'm leaving. You know, and uh, she said something slick, and I fucking kicked the table and flicked her off. And I, said, <laughs> and I left. I'm like, I'm not going back. You know what I'm saying? Ellie doesn't give a fuck about me. But the thing was, is like we were saying earlier, she wasn't listening. Yeah. And the biggest thing that people want is somebody to listen. Exactly. To. And like, I get people to come on the show, and uh, Miami, Miami's a good guy, and we sat and talked, and when he got done with the show, the 30 to 45 minute. He was sweating and he was like, dude, I feel so fucking relieved. Like, I feel like I can walk out the door. I'm a new man. Like, I had a full-blown therapy session. For sure. And I don't think that fucking pills and pumping shit down your throat is going to be the answer. I think just genuinely having somebody that you can fucking cut up with. Exactly. Is going to be your key. Yeah. And some pot. Some good fucking cannabis. <laughs> well, uh, I firmly have always believed in it. You know, and I love the way that it's going. Um, once I fucking, I'm a Republican, I whatever, I don't do all the view bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I'm not a fan of Kamala Harris, and I'm only not a fan of Kamala Harris because we are about criminal reform here. We want people to have opportunities. That's one thing I wanted to talk to you about. Yes. Uh, I want people to have opportunities and people. We are people. We in have billions of fucking people. Invest in people. And invest in people. Yep. Like, why... Most definitely. When I see somebody, and this is the hugest thing, and like, we do PTSD as a... Uh, uh, 
what do they call it? So you suffer from PTSD? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't call it that. Okay, all right. I just call it, I have to smoke before I go to bed. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, um, you know, when you walk into a gas station, you see somebody look at you? Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck are you looking at? Just like awareness of our yeah. surroundings. Uh, yeah, threat assessment. Okay, like, okay, gotcha, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're, what is real and what's not. Yep. You know, and I think a lot of people with just, and I don't mean just PTSD from war. It could be from prison, it could be from your neighborhood, it could be from your dad beating you, it could be from anything. Certainly. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of people that have those. Yes. And a lot of people are like, hey, just take some fucking Xanax. You know, and you'll be fine. But I think that if they just had somebody to rap with all the time, yeah. somebody to cut up with. Well, I had a, I had a patient, interestingly enough, um, she is a human resources manager at a uh, local company. She asked me yesterday if I've heard of a root cause analysis, and that's a human resources word. Get to the root of the problem is yeah. what is what she's saying. Yeah. And what you're getting at there, if we could get to the root of people's emotional, psychological, physiological problems, whether it be through talking, whether it be through a podcast, whether it be through smoking cannabis, whether it be from, I mean, I get alcohol self-medication, uh, medicating yourself. But if we get to the root cause analysis, yeah. Of people's issues, I think that we'd be a lot better people yeah. to each other. Yeah, but I think that we're not going to be able to unless we fucking talk. Yeah, that's unless it. We're humane. That's because it. Because a Deep, lot. Yeah. Of, okay, I see somebody and he does something. And okay, I'll give you an example. Um, I got a buddy and he sold cocaine. Right. The only reason why he sold cocaine, and you know, there's more reasons, but uh, is because he tried selling weed and just kept smoking. For sure. So he starts to sell because he doesn't mess with it, and he makes more money. Exactly. But it wasn't a lot. But at the time, he lived right down the street in the school zone. Now, in his mind, he justified it by saying, I'm not going to sell dope until nighttime. No kids around. Okay, I get that. Well, he got caught with a couple ounces, which was a few thousand dollars worth, and that's what he was paying his bills with. He was paying his bills because he was going to college, and he wasn't making no money in college. He didn't have a family or People know supporting him. So he was paying his rent and his bills with the money he was selling his dope from. Gotcha. So he had to do it. In his mind, it's not that he chose the wrong path, he just didn't see another. So he was going down and he got an opportunity. And when he got that opportunity, he was like, well shit, if I can make $5,000 a month, I'm only going to stay with this much. I'm not trying to be a kingpin. I just want to pay my bills and have a little spending money. Yep. And dude was like really humble. And it wasn't, uh, you know, and my first thought, you know, sitting here talking to him, I'm talking to him five years after the aftermath, you know, as a, as a new man is themselves now. And we're having a conversation, and I'm like, well, would you go back? Like, would you do something different? He's like, no, I didn't know what to do different. You, you know, know? It's, I, I don't, a lot of people don't probably don't like Dr. Phil, but he's always said something, and I think it's you can't change what you don't acknowledge. Yes. And th this guy, and we all are guilty of this. It's not just your friend that you're mentioning here. It's all of us. Yes. Th sometimes we only see yeah. one or two paths when there's actually like five or six paths that you could pick. And you can't change what you don't acknowledge. And like, I, I really respect Dr. Phil for saying that. It's something that sticks out in my mind that he's been quoted as saying. And it's true for everybody. Yeah. No, that's legit. It no, is. And, and I fully respect that because, but that's what we like to do here is we're trying to get people uh, with mechanics and we have enough clients that we get a couple people that are coming out. You know, there's a lot of red tape, so we have to, you know, we're building to it. Right so is that now. what you're trying to do? So I have to, that's I, what I mean, do, do. The, do your podcast listeners know about the shop yes. here? And stuff? Okay. Yeah. No, all right. So that's, that's what you're the, trying to do here. That's what I'm trying to do. Uh, it's Interesting. Okay. 
We do the podcast for fun. Gotcha. We, we do this to build our platform to let people know that hey, there's fucking. People. So this is like a, like kind of a rehabilitation center in a sense. Almost. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would love it to be. I don't want to call it that, but no, I, I can't think of anything that. else to. But, um, no, but that's the thing. Though. And, it's a know, therapy. It's a therapy. It's a therapy. You know. Yeah. Okay. And that's the thing. Uh, I like to have people like with Miami coming. Up, you know, uh, he just did a bit, and he did some years. And he got out and he went to a halfway house. And I'm like, well, how did they help you? And not fucking shit. They didn't help no, him? No, they take your money and make you do these bullshit AA classes that you had to do in prison just to get out. So you had to pay for a halfway house? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. They'll hook you up with a job. So for you come you come out of prison and then you're expected to pay? <laughs> well, no, but they hook you up with a job. Okay, okay. I gotcha. And then, okay. And then you get to keep, they'll give you like $490 a week for your job. Okay. And you get to keep 90 of it. They take all of it. The rest of it's room and board, yep, eating, and stuff like that. Okay. So, transportation and all that shit. Okay. So, after that, you go to sleep. You don't get to have your phone. You don't get to have nothing. What I want to do is I want to put somebody here, and I'm not doing, I'm going to hook you up with a job for 12 bucks an hour, maybe probably a week. You're going to immediately start with $20 an hour. Okay. And then you're going to immediately start getting your ASC certified. Right. So you're building something. Yes, I'm building something. Right. And then you get ADC certified. When you're done with your class, you get $30 an hour. It's worth wow. I like it. Right? Dude, that's awesome. We get paid 60 an hour. That's general. Uh, most places around charge 100. We charge 60. You can't beat that. And well, we have most everybody. We're not really open to the public like that. Uh, everybody is through people that we've known, that we've been doing this with, and they tell their friends and family, and they fucking love us. And you can see where you are always full. We don't have, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, it is full in here. Yeah, it always is. But we also have our custom ones that we built that are our, that For are sure, of course, you know, of course. Like the Dodge and yeah. his shit. You gotta have your uh, yeah, fun shit to You gotta have your fun shit. Yeah. But see, here's the thing uh, with opportunities. Where was your opportunity? And opposed to, I could take any path, but I'm gonna take this easy route. But it wasn't easy, but it was still an opportunity handed to I've had so many, um, and, and God, whatever you perceive God to be, and it's different to everybody. Um, God has provided me with so many different opportunities, and luck, some of them been luck. Yeah. And I think anybody that's successful is, it has to be a little bit of luck. Coming in, it has, you have to have a little bit of luck. Yeah. Opportunities, um, I've created a lot of my own opportunity. Yes. And, and you have to. Like I said, other, yeah. aside from the luck, yes. I've also had a good family support. Yeah. Um, I've had my dad back me. I mean, yeah. he's always been behind me. Your dad's awesome. Support me. <laughs> he is. Shit, <laughs> nah, shit. Hey, and if you're a veteran and you walk in there, you better be fucking tough and tough skin because he's going to fuck you Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had, you know, I've, I've had my, my wife's good. Um, she's supportive. And uh, I, don't, I don't know, you make your own opportunity is the best way I can answer that. You know, I had to go through my whole life. I mean, just kind of a bunch of dumb luck, wandering around, trying things several times, yeah. going down different paths. Uh, like my dad always says, don't go down a, a, a road that I've already paid for you. But of course, as men, especially, we don't listen. We have to we have to go back down the road that has already been paved yep. and repave it ourselves. So they have this saying that says, uh, "A smart man learns from his own mistakes, sure. but a wise man learns from other." Exactly. And my family is like, "Oh my God, you're very wise. All the stuff that you do and the stuff that you do, you're a very wise man." And I'm like, "How many mistakes I made?" Well, it's, that's I it. Look at these other people. Yeah. I jumped straight off the diving board and fucked my head up because I was like, "Dude, there's no water in the pool." 
you know, I, I think talking about this, this goes a little deeper into what we're talking about. I think becoming a man as you create your own opportunities and that you're you're feeling your way through life. I think becoming a man as, as you dream. You should never quit dreaming about things. You should always fantasize and dream about where you want to go as far as goal setting and where you'd like to end up. I think as becoming a man, that as you get older, the dreams that you think in your head should actually really start becoming your reality. It's no longer just a fantasy in your mind that you kick around. As you become a man, as you get older, those dreams start to really come to fruition and they really happen right, and they manifest right in front of your eyes. Yes. That's kind of, as you take your opportunities, you should actually make your dream come true out of those opportunities for your family and for yourself. Yeah, 100% it's the podcast. Yep. You know, like, um, I am so thankful, you know, my wife, I am so thankful for She's that. awesome, by the because, way, and I'm excited for you guys. Dude, I think she might be a little slow. Uh, <laughs> and I only say this because I come up with some stupid shit. And I'm like, babe, oh my gosh, I'm doing this. And she's like, yes, babe, I fucking love it. And she it. sticks around. Dude, she sticks around, and then I don't know, she fully supports me. Yeah. And like, she'll be researching this and like full blown into it. And like, you know, like, well, that's cool. I mean, I'm a, I'm a little, um, as far as my wife, some of the ideas I come at with her with, I'm a little chaotic. I, I'm a lot chaotic. Mm-hmm. And I, I really thrive in chaos. Yeah, uh, I, I, I am. I mean, I'm around. I got nine hours in the park. When, when I met her. <laughs> exactly. The day, okay, we were talking for so many months anyways, and uh, she rejected me, rejected me. <laughs> we talked about that last yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> so, she, uh, when she came down to Florida we were hanging out, was the day I got my keys to my lounge. Okay. Right? Oh man, me and my sister, dude, we went from this person to this person. Because what we were trying to do was we were trying to have a smoke shop, lounge, coffee shop. Gotcha. I, All hey, I get it. We wanted a place where people could come in. What were you going to do? Are you going to do it in Florida? No, yeah, on the beach. Okay, all right, all right. No, 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 we did it. Yeah. So, okay. So we, uh, I got it and like, you know, yeah, you know, I told you this story, you know, and like, I realized that she was like a real mom type, you know, that yeah. was what I was going for. Very nurturing. But I was always told, you know, hey, I'm a full-time dad, I don't know what to tell you. So the day she got there, I got the keys to my coffee shop. And like, I was working on this other website, which I'm not going to talk about at the time because uh, we just... Maybe in the future? Yes. All right, very all right, cool. So, um, and she's the one who actually just thought of something. Because I, we brought it up. Oddly enough, we were sitting on the dock today and this story just came up. Uh, around this time frame. Well, um, we, uh, I was like, look, I don't know how to fucking make coffee. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got the freeze dried sheet, drop at the bottom of it, yeah, put yeah, my yeah. water on top of it, <laughs> shake it around, you're like, yeah, cool. You know, like, I didn't even know what sugar and creamer was. Yeah, you know? I don't Starbucks drink, I don't drink coffee, coffee, so. But I love coffee. It's you like, coffee. okay. Oh, I love it. But I, I don't drink, drink coffee. Black. Okay. I drink it straight and I put the filter, dump so it. You don't need the fancy top. shit in there. No, I don't do all that. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm opening a coffee shop. I gotta fucking know how to do it. Yeah, so like, I just started posting that. Well, I started going to coffee shops, local coffee shops. Yeah. And just started talking to the people there. That's what I like about you. You research shit. You actually go out and talk to people. You see how we have the lava floors? I have Caribbean blue at the other place. So I did the full thing. I had like six leather couches. And and, uh, a lot of people were turning me and my sister down because they were like, well, we love a coffee shop, but not the smoke. Yeah. Not the bait. We love the vape, but not the coffee. We already have a coffee shop. So we were getting turned down left right. Then we finally found a place that was all for it. So we did the whole thing. Me and Alex just rocked the whole place. Yeah. And fucking opened and the whole nine. It was awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell I yeah. Mean, COVID and hurricane shit fucked us all up. But, you know, that's the 
We so when did you move? When did you move to Bristol? How has uh, it been the last year? year? Okay, last, last year. year. Okay, yeah. all right. So I had to uh, run in with the law. Okay. And uh, <laughs> marijuana. Well, I mean it. So I had to go to jail for a little bit. And yeah, pot. Plus six pounds, but Florida's legal now. And was I, it then? Yeah, it wasn't. Okay. Was there was no gray the area. There was a gray area, and I didn't get my medical card there. Oh. My fucking lawyer okay. was like. Do you not, like, you're in the PTSD classes, yeah. you're already signed up for the VA, I'm a VA attorney, why didn't you just get your medical card, and you could have went and picked it up at the sheriff's office like the rest of us. I didn't know that you could do that. Oh, dude. You don't know. Ignorance. You don't fucking Ignorance know. of the law. Yeah. So, and I'm like, what? And you're like, what? Yeah. Are you, so I'm going back to my cell, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> How long did you stay in? Uh, three years. Are you shitting me? I like two and some change. Damn. Yeah. Those roads that well, we just talked about. Yeah. Paving and repaving well, roads. Well, okay. Now here's my here's my other thing, and this is where it goes into opportunity. So when I got out of jail last time, I went and got a job, and I was getting paid seven dollars. Where'd you get a job at? Changing oil. Okay. For a for seven dollars an hour. Seven fifty. Now, price uh, uh, cost of living is a little bit different in Florida. You know, uh, like ten years ago, it was only five fifty. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. You know, this wasn't like last year. Uh, this was no, this was 2018. Okay. 2017. Okay. Right. And um, so I went and got a job there, and the state of Tennessee, they wouldn't let my mom come pick them up because my mom was a Florida resident. I was in Tennessee. Right. Fuck. So they had to sit in foster care. So during foster care, and but the, here's the thing, I got to see them four days a week in foster care. I would drive through. How in the fuck does that make any so sense? So they would listen. I'd be for everything, on everything. The foster parents, I'm still good fucking friends with, right to this day. And this was in 2012, 2013. They took good care of kids. Oh, they took amazing care. Dude. They good. came by. We had barbecues. Good. And they did over and beyond. Um, Logan was uh, potty training and everything at the time, so like they let me come and uh, do the whole thing, and like they let me take him shopping for his big boy pants, and like four days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was cool with that, but they charged me freaking uh, $17,000 for that. And I was like, oh, okay. On top of the 33, okay. You know, so. Also, you're looking at $50,000. Yeah, yeah. I'm back from the state. So they started, after about two months, they started garnishing my wages. At $7.50 an hour? At seven fifty an hour, they were taking uh, $2.59 times two out of each paycheck or a month. So I'm only making, they were taking about $700 after taxes and everything, and then like the extra 250 So I was only making two grand a month. I mean, and they would what take the like, hell? So I was getting like 1500 but they were taking a whole bunch, and my checks weren't shit, a couple hundred bucks. And I'm like, dude, how, how, the the fuck fuck live? how am I supposed to live? So, and I'm looking at it like, okay, I'm a veteran, but I won't go to these things. I'm not gonna go back, because I fuck so I'm not even going to go for my disability. I'm not going to do for none of that. And I, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I got like 450 bucks to my name. I call my dad and I'm like, uh, Dad, look, I need cash. And he's like, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I'm saying? Where's your dad live? California or is no, it here? No. Uh, well, my real dad, you know, with the guy that raised me, uh, he lives in Colorado. Okay. Um, and well, he lives in Idaho. Actually, okay. Okay. He just moved. Um, and he's he's the type that he's got money, and if you need it, you fall on 
all the time, so catch it before you about it, whatever. But, but he's the type to, he's the one who talked to us. He's the one who talked to get you on the You are a hustler. Grind. Yeah, you see, you're a hustler. So he's the one who talked me to get on the fucking grind. Yeah. You know, and he, he, he's the one, you know, show me. If you say 0.2 out of every gram you're selling, you get eight and a half out of every seven. You know what I'm saying? He's the, he's the guy. But uh, he showed me that's that. for memory. But he also taught me how to grow the fuck up. And uh, the childish games were over with. For sure. And he said, figure it the fuck out. Well, my figuring out was, damn. Well, I was really good. I'm gonna call my book. I'm gonna call my weed guy. I called him. I said, look, I got 450 bucks. What the fuck can I do? Then look, I'll send you out a half pound. So you know, I said, fuck it. And uh, I went up to the store and was catching people who were buying wraps. Long wraps and stuff, and I'd be like, "Hey, not him, my free bud. Like, hey, I'll follow me if you need something." Holy I, shit, so, that's hustling! So I just started getting the clientele base up, and I started rocking. I started rocking. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying? I started making ten grand in a week, fifteen grand in a week. I'm like, boom, I'm booming. Okay, cool. So I told my sister, I said, "Look, we're gonna open up this fucking coffee shop. We're gonna open up this fucking house. This is what we're gonna do." I said, but look, at any point in time, because I'm staying within this side of the wall, you know, up to nine pounds. Is only X amount of, it's only like a class D felony yeah. up to nine pounds, standing over. So I only caught nine at a time. So I would stay. You're staying at radar. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I told her though, I was like, at any point in time, I can go away for two years. But what are our options? What do we have to do? What are our options? I'm making this much money a month. I'm making $500 a month. What are we doing? Dude, we got two kids we got to take care of. And we got to get to it. You ain't making shit, I ain't making shit, we gotta do it. So I fucking hit the block and I started grinding it. So then January, I clocked $104,000 a month. Dang. And we fucking rock and roll. Dude, that's, right? that's fucking hitting the street. So when I, I just met the right people. Damn. Yeah, but um, but I mean, I've always did that. This yeah. is what I've done. You know, marijuana is my game. Yes. This is what I love. You're very enthusiastic about it. Dude. <laughs> Look, I wake up in the morning, it's six o'clock in the morning, and I fucking go check everything, you know, it's going legal, so we're all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got my CBD, so I'm out there fucking checking every CBD plant. And I promise you, I'm, I'm doing 12 hour days just on fucking marijuana cultures. Dude, I love it, man. You know? I, I and love we're the doing enthusiasm. It's all legal now, and that's the best part, is it's all legal, can't say shit. Well, it's, it's finally about time. I'm just glad, like I said at the beginning, Virginia finally has made a step in the right direction. I'm, I mean, you're talking about being a Republican, so we've got a very Democratic uh, governor at this point in time. And- yeah. um, a very Democratic president. Very, uh, I don't, that's a whole different- nah, he's a fucking puppet. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a whole real. different podcast, yeah. a whole different day. I Kamala Harris, that's the only one I pay attention did to. You see, I mean, did you see Kamala Harris yesterday in, uh, where was she at? Um, it, was, it was two days ago, I think. Uh, they, were, they were signed up saying that Trump definitely won the election. We all know it. Yeah. Get out of here, Kamala. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so do you play music? No. Most definitely. I did producing for a while, and I did a lot of producing. And did I, you mix the tracks, or you just yes, you, you were, like, were you the money yeah, man? I, were you the money man? I was the money man. Okay, all right. I, I did more money than anything. Um, I was good. I could record you. I could mix you. I could crossfade you, all that extra shit. Yeah. But... When like you really wanted to do something outside of just put it on a CD and bump it in your car for your girlfriend, if you're actually trying to make like <laughs> you're a trying to get laid, no, a lot of people do that. A lot of people are like, dude, I've been sitting here rapping. I want to come straight in, and be like, here's forty bucks, fucking record put it on me. CD for me. Yeah, and then then they'll rap 
on their freestyle. And yeah. 90% of the time it's a song that's like hip on the radio right now. Yeah. So they'll come in, they'll do their remix, their freestyle. I'll mix it down, I'll bounce it, put it onto a CD, and then hand it to them. And, they and a lot of people do that. For 40 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> that's not bad. That's not a bad well, deal. I was doing 20 bucks an hour, you know. I mean, that's cheap for that's cheap for that. I was a cheap fucking hood studio. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, like, I couldn't charge anymore. If I did, people would look at me like, "What the fuck, dude? Come on out!" I just saw a roach. <laughs> get out of here! Like, trying to tell it to get out of here. No, I'll show you my house. I've got a little studio. I've not got it set up, but I've got it like piled in the corner right now. Uh, I'm big into recording, and I've rapped. Really? I've been in rap groups. Um, oh hell yeah! I write a lot of country stuff. I'm more into country than I am anything else. But I mean, I can I can cross. I can change my personality. Dude, I have to put you to call some of my people. Yeah, yeah. I still write. I've yeah. still I've got some. I mean, uh, stream of consciousness rap is, I guess, uh, the best the best way to put it. It means something to That's me. Probably the best type. Yeah, that's why it I is. like Jelly Roll, Adam Calhoun, because that's really what it is. Yeah, they talk about real shit. Exactly. And I don't like mumble rap. Mumble rap. Does some of them have their place though? I mean, like I have to admit, some of those mumble rap guys. Truthfully, if I could just mute their fucking mouths <laughs> and just listen to the beat, I'd be more satisfied. What's? That? Did you not like Twenty One Savage? A little bit. No. You don't like him even now, just a tad? Maybe I heard the wrong songs, but I okay. Listen, I really just listen to Underground for the most part. Okay. Like I don't reach out for it. Now uh, Tim will play some like The Baby and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, I can get into some of that. But for sure, you know, yeah, I can get into some of it, but it's just not my. It's not my. I want a storytelling. Like for sure, Little Boosie. Boosie is storytelling. Uh, yeah, Little Boosie's different. Old school and new school. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying. Um, but people like that, I'm all about. You know, I love T Grizzly. He fucking yeah. Man, you, I know Shit you're like you're a Raiders fan. I mean, you remember your guy Marshawn Lynch, man. He's yeah, a big Boosie. Yeah, he's a Hell big yeah. Boosie fan. He's <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but shit, shout out White Gold, motherfucker. Uh, he's awesome. <laughs> cool as shit. I love that whole lane right there that they're doing. Um, and that's different. That's not. But you know, that's he has a bunch of good songs as well. That yeah. Are more mindset, you know, focus on some real shit. But then he's got them club bangers too, which I like. For know? sure. Sometimes, like they said in that, what's that show? Um, you've probably seen it. Um, it. It was produced by Mark Wahlberg. It was on HBO or Showtime. I can't remember. Uh, it had Reggie Gold in it. You remember that show? No. Oh, fuck. I can't remember. I'm not a TV guy. Okay. It came, it was a big show. Um, but he, anyways, Reggie Gold always said that you sometimes the big actors you have to make a studio, you have to make a studio movie. Yeah. You yep. go do your weird shit sometimes, yep. but when it comes down to it, when it comes to the money, you got you got to do your studio yep. shit. You know, um, I have a buddy named Kirk Cocaine, and uh, he's been <laughs> he's been on the show a bunch of times. Yeah, I like dude's, that. Dude's raw too. I like that name. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. that. I fucking love it. And, and dude's super raw, and like he doesn't give a fuck about shit. He's just he's cool as shit. But he's young, he's yeah. a new generation. Um, you know, no disrespect, because I fuck with him, that's my dude. And yeah. like, as a person, he's awesome. But uh, Xanax Diaries, not my forte. And then I asked him about it. Because I'm like, dude, I love your other shit, but that, now, nah, yeah. you rock with it. Why'd you do that? Like, you know, you're promoting drug addiction, you're po- promoting fucking popping pussy and all this shit. And he's like, dude, I did that for album sales. That's you got to do studio. Got to do studio you know, every now and again. I did that because of views and the music was popping. I'm not saying I hated it, but I'm not saying that that is not. That's not me where yeah. I'm at. So then he drops his boom. 
And he's like, I got everybody listening, now I can show them this. Yep, that's what I like about Mike Patton from uh, Faith No More. You may yeah. be, do you remember Faith No More? I've heard of him. Okay, so Faith No More, um, he did Faith No More pretty much just so he can fund all of the other weird shit he wanted to get into. Like Mr. Bungle and Tomahawk, all these that's side projects. Plan, that's it's what this same thing. is for. Yeah. We opened this platform so that we could get you know, streams, follows, everything else, yeah. and make it something so then when we use our cause, people will fucking listen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's right, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I like what you're doing here, man. Um, I appreciate it, dude. Yeah. You, you, dude, got, you got some really I cool ideas. Yeah, of course, man. By. I love it. We're definitely going to do this a few more times. Anytime. Awesome. Anytime. Yeah. I appreciate it. But you know we got to get to work. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, man. See you, hey, brother. Appreciate it. Yes, sir.